Hey, sports fans, Greg Medford from The Greg Medford Show. Thanks for joining us. Coming to you from the Atlanta Blade Show 2023 here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, you know, we've been having a full day of podcasts, meeting different makers. This is our first, uh, our, our next guest, our first individual. It's really does forging. You know, there's really, for those of you who are kind of knife neophytes, there's really kind of two styles of knife making. There's your uh, forging or additive style, and then there's your uh, reduction style knife making. I get modern production sheets of steel and do reduction where we get rid of the material. And uh, they, uh, a lot of blacksmithers, uh, more of a additive style of making and uh, shaping uh, un and compressing steel under heat and pressure and hammer and work. And I know you guys have all seen it on Forged and Fire. That's what our next guest does, James Fleming um, from Wasteland Forge. Yeah. Appreciate you being here. How you doing? Yeah, thank you. Doing great. So how long you been making knives for? About six years. Six years. What got you into it? Uh, I shattered my knee shortly out of, after getting the, out of the army and had, I, you know, I saw friends doing it and so I got into it. How'd you shatter your knee? I was skateboarding in Baton Rouge. Skateboarding in Baton Rouge. Yeah. That's yeah. not a sexy story. No. Did you get, uh, did you get injured while you were in the Middle East at all? Uh, I, I was blown up so I have a, a traumatic brain injury. Yep. Uh, other than that, no, no sustained physical injuries. You okay from your TBI? Yeah, yeah, I mean, slight memory loss and memory issues, and um, yeah, pretty much, yeah. How about everything else? Everything else is great. I yeah. mean, other than bad joints, but everybody gets that from the military. Yeah, yeah. How, and how old are you? I'm 35. 35, okay. How about PTSD? Oh, I got blown up. Yeah, you got yeah. a little bit of that? Yeah, I mean. Is it settling down with time? Yeah, there, there's, you know, with PTSD comes its side effects, you, you know, like uh, that the traumatic brain injury, the memory loss, that's also side effects of PTSD, but uh, there's irritability, like advanced irritability. Yeah. And I've, I've seen people about that, address that. Once you know the issues, it's easier for you to- Catch them and yeah. deal with them. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know about you, but I know traffic messes a lot of guys up, getting that's, jammed that's, up. That's my issue right there, driving. Yeah. I was in some jammed up traffic a couple of years ago and I was a passenger in a vehicle and I literally got out, went over like headbutted the passenger window of this guy who was aggressively cutting people off. And as I headbutt the window and you see like an oil spot from my head on his window, yeah. I could tell he was a vet and I saw a sticker and I looked at him. He's like, you know, he, we had like a moment yeah. and I said, Hey man, you're not goddamn a wreck. Quit driving like a lunatic. He's like, Sorry, man. Get your fat ass back in your car. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, man." Yeah. That, was, that was kind of the end of it. It was yeah. pretty funny. That's. I mean, that's a very typical veteran interaction. If you know somebody else is a veteran, you're you're gonna talk to them. You know, like they were in your unit. You yeah. Know? Like, start talking the fuck off. Yeah. I'm like, it's just a bunch of fucking moms and minivans with kids around here. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> but I know the anxiety when you start getting jammed up in traffic. You're like, oh, you even you start looking around. Well, you. I mean, you're taught in the military to drive aggressively you know if somebody yeah. if you're driving in patrol nobody is allowed in your patrol you make sure you know your convoy doesn't get you, you don't Stopped. want right you don't you don't allow that to happen here in the states it's, it's a lot different you most know? people have never seen that but like convoy driving is bumping uh, like yeah. it's getting people out of the way right yeah. now and even in a crowded city yeah yeah well uh Thanks for your service. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, uh, tell me what you. So, your friends were just got into knife making as a hobby. And yeah. So, I had a tattoo artist friend who was he was making knives at their shop one day. He was finishing handles, and I was like, I can do that. So, I started it, and 
I took a saw blade, you know, a circus saw blade. I cut it up, welded the tangs together, and made awful-looking, knife-looking objects. And um, after that, I moved up to Iowa and started really looking into it, you know, watching YouTube videos every day and starting to hammer on steel and figuring all of that out. And, um, so, yeah, the starting, like, he, you know, I was in a full leg brace for a year, and so I was like, you know, I, I needed something to do. I was, you know, you can't. It gets I, you crazy. Yeah, you go crazy. Yeah. Especially, like, I mean, it was two weeks after I got out of the Army. So. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that happens, you know. Well, I mean, you know, ask Patton. <laughs> yeah. So uh, show me what you brought here today. I so, want to see what you've got. Uh, I brought a little variety. This one is an integral keyhole fighter with a w uh ladder w pattern and so did you make the steel that's in the blade made the steel made the wood made the sheath everything and this is all part of the billet right yeah that's all one piece and how far down do you shape it by hammering before you get to grinding about 95 percent. there's some decarb that you have to grind right. out um the the bevels so when you forge the mask is you want to preserve the pattern as much as possible so if you forge it too close to its final dimensions you're going to lose the pattern so there's some give and take right because you know, it squishes out right, if you push it yeah, too much so yeah. i still i also do you know stock removal to an extent right you know um but so when you get the general the shape and then you yeah. get if you get to where you like the lines you go okay i don't want to deform it anymore yeah. we'll grind it the rest of the way yeah all right cool so you might go 90 percent on some parts and 75 percent yeah. on other parts yeah, and it all depends on the knife that i'm trying to make if i how much to is do, this knife that knife is twenty eight hundred dollars well what's the material so it's 15 and 20 and 1084 steel for the damascus and then desert ironwood burl for the handle and the, the technicality is why it's that price. I inlaid a piece of wood into steel. You know, yeah. that's not something you see often. Dude, this is fucking beautiful. Thank you. You and should not be fucking doing anything else. You should be a knife maker. Yeah. It's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> it's a great looking knife. I love it. And so, and like, I, my, my it, knives usually range. You know, I brought over some of my nicer ones, but I also do, you know, very usable outdoor knives, yeah. you know. I do some mid-tech stuff where I have billets cut. Like and you call this a keyhole? Cut. Yeah, it's a keyhole integral. And a, a, a lot of guys do this kind of thing? No. No. Is that what that's, you're calling it? No, I mean, that that's what it's called. That it's just style, not done very not, much. Not, it's Because it's a technical. fucking pain yeah. in the ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So after you make this, you got to get in here with a file and clean all this up. Yeah. So you want to keep everything real sharp, 90 degrees, yeah. you know, because you're actually using the steel to shave the handle material down to fit inside. When you push it in. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're pressing that in and it's yeah. shaving a 16th of an inch off at a time. And you go in there, shave that flashing off, press it again until it's flush fit. It takes anywhere from three to five hours to get a, a good handle fit up on those. Yeah, I believe it. And it's uh, not, so this is not stainless. This is all, uh, it's all high carbon, carbon rustable. Yeah. It's really fucking beautiful. And tell me about the sheath. So the sheath is veg tan leather. It, I, I make knives, so I have to have a sheath for the knives. I don't make the, the knives for the sheaths, you know? So yeah. it's, it's very utilitarian, stylistic, uh, but there, it's, I stitch it on a stitching machine. Uh, like a onesie stitcher? Yep. yep. It's a hand crank. Um, and so it, it's something that you can carry it on your hip. It still looks good. Yeah. 
and you know it, it the shape is complementary to the knife and that's usually what I do with my sheaths yeah and then this knife is another Damascus this one's not integral this is a wrought iron guard with 14 karat gold uh, brazed onto it uh, the blade is a multi bar twist and the handle is 5500 year old ancient bog oak what is it 5500 year old ancient bog oak the last word bog oak log oak bog bog oh bog oak yeah, yeah. okay sorry i was missing that it's a little uh, ambient noise and i got middle-aged ears yeah too much firearms too much bang bang wow this is really lovely and i haven't seen this and it's not my thing but you're a technical guy pretty yeah. cool you know this finish treatment on yeah, the yeah. on the rod well, iron you you braise it on it, it like beads up and then you stick the guard in the forge and it'll spread out and give this very relict look but right. it's you know it's gold right so it's cool very cool and bog oak yep where do you get bog oak from from knife suppliers yeah usually handle material suppliers and what's cool about bog oak? Is it um, like... Uh, well, it's fossilized. What, it is fossilized yeah, pretty it's, much. It's, yeah. So it's stabilized naturally. Yeah. Well, the, you do have to do some stabilization, but the there is, are those white crystallizations that you see in there between yeah. the grain. Yep. Well, that's minerals from the earth. You know, it, it is taking on some hardened, hardened minerals. What do you call this knife? Uh, it's a Bowie. It's a, it's a nice, okay. light, just standard Bowie. I love it. Let me see the sheath. Yep. This is one you made as well. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Okay. So this last knife is a bit of practice for me. So I'm a journeyman bladesmith with the American Bladesmith Society, and next year I'll be able to test for Master Smith. Um, and this is a practice dagger that I'm doing for that. So that's a super fine high layer twist, Damascus. The fittings are all 954 bearing bronze. And then the handle's got a fine silver wire wrap inlay. What's, is this wood? Yep, it's ringed gigi. What is it? Ringed gigi. Ringed gigi? Yeah, from Australia. Okay. And then you have carved a groove to set the twist wire down into? Yep. Yep. Is it epoxied in place nope. or just held by it's, pressure? So it's held by pressure Tension. and then on each end there's holes drilled into the ends and it's put inside that, those holes. And then the, the fittings hold the wire down right there. Turn this on a lathe by hand? Uh, that was actually turned on a mill because I didn't have a lathe at the time. So I chucked the lathe bits in my mill and All used right. it as a lathe. Cool. And then tell me how you made these. So that you can forge 954 bronze. So I forged it close to shape and everything after that was hand filed and hand sanded. Pretty lovely. You're definitely one of those guys who disappears into the forge, aren't you? Oh yeah. Very, very European. Yep, it's a French style yeah. um, quillion dagger. Yeah, I've taken pictures of this stuff in castles and chateaus in France, actually. Yeah. The uh, military, the National Mu Mil uh, Military Museum in Paris. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you, I don't know. If you, have you ever been over there? I have not been to Paris. 
pretty cool. Uh, it, they got Napoleon's horse stuffed oh, in his okay. uniform there, and he's a goddamn midget. Oh, yeah. But it's cool to see all of the period weaponry hanging up there. It's yeah. pretty spectacular. It's the old barracks turned into a museum. Oh, it's pretty that's neat. Amazing. This is really cool, man. You definitely geek out on this stuff. I love it. Yeah. You can see all the time that goes into these, all the different materials. See, I can see you being very, very technical. Is there a sheath you're making for that? Yeah, eventually I'll make a sheath for that. I didn't have time before. Will it be leather show. or a wood thing? It will be wooden wrapped with leather with bronze fittings on the top and bottom. Very cool. Very, very typical to the style yeah. of dagger. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Do you got anybody who mentors you, or are you just YouTube? So, and yeah, Jason Knight, he's done some mentoring for me. Um, I, you know, I've never taken a class with him or anything, but if I ever have a question, he's willing to answer and stuff like that. I did my performance test at him for Journeyman, so yeah. Very cool. Uh, how does it? Uh, do you have a table set up here? I do. Yeah. How, how's how's it been going for you? Oh, pretty good. I mean, there's traffic. Not a lot of people buy on the first day that I've noticed. And yeah. I've done this for three years and. I mean, I think I may have sold two two knives the first day with all, within the, all that. This kind of, like, artistic stuff, they're, they're, they're going around and looking at patterns and looking at handles. And yeah. It's a little different than the, oh, I'm following this guy this week crowd right. who just line up like lunatics and spend money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'm out of that. I'm like the, I'm not a new kid on the block. So yeah. guys come here and they go, okay, let me see what Greg's got. Let me go find eight makers and maybe a new maker and look, weigh it out, and then they come back and buy. So I kind of have the same thing, a little bit of a steady roll throughout the weekend. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, pleasure having you here. Is there anything? Tell us your, what's your website where people can contact you or find you. Wastelandforge.com. Instagram is Wastelandforge. Everything's Wastelandforge. So. You still do a lot on Instagram? Have you oh, been yeah. finding it, that really useful? Uh, Yes and no. I mean, I'm still posting and stuff, but Instagram has a tendency to mess with makers, especially those who make what they consider weapons. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I find that even people with 100,000 followers get their content suppressed. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, it's the, it's the nature of it. Like, it's their app. We're just using it. But it'd be nice for them to not be so sketchy. It'd be, it'd be nice if it was just honest. Yeah, it's, it's very dishonest. We had ours. We had about 50,000 uh, followers. I don't know how big a following you have. And uh, it got stolen by some Turkish guys. And they won't even help us get it back. No, they don't care about that. Yeah. Um, so I hate Instagram. Fuck Instagram. Eat the ass of Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I've got 15,000. And I, I do, I see, every time I see a spam account add me, I, I block them immediately. Yeah. Because I don't want that. You know, I've, I've got the double authentication, but I, I still don't even trust that. You know, yeah. like it's no, so I easy for them to find your information. Well, listen, uh, pleasure having you here. Yeah, I appreciate man, you spending you. a few minutes to come talk with us. And yeah. it'll, this will be out on uh, YouTube, Spotify, uh, Rumble, and iTunes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so thanks yeah. for joining Thank us. Thank you. Cool. Pleasure. Pleasure meeting you. All right, sports fans. That's uh, this show here, our first actual blacksmith, journeyman blacksmith. Uh, thanks for coming. And uh, 2023 Blade Show. Go find us on Rumble, Spotify, iTunes, Greg Medford. Greg Medford Show. I'm out. <laughs>